Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Ethan Cassiotis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, international speaker, results strategist, business coach, mentor, and consultant. After over 14 years of being in business and running multiple companies, I felt called to start this show. I see many people struggling to start or grow a business, which is why I want to help entrepreneurs achieve success in business quicker, more effectively, and sustainably. Today, I have an awesome guest. He's an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and best-selling author. He successfully unlocks people's peak potential so they can achieve more than they ever thought possible. Welcome, Fong Chua, and thank you for being on my show. Hey, thank you very much. It's an awesome intro, and I'm, I'm very honored to be here. Awesome. Love it. So great to have you here on here as well. So you're a very successful entrepreneur. So for those people who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself by telling us a bit more about you and your journey. Well, for myself, um, I've always kind of liked working with people, uh, but my journey wasn't actually working with people. Uh, my journey was starting off as an engineer because that's what I knew. I, I went to school, worked hard, uh, studied engineering, became an engineer. And after a while, I realized you can only be at a company for so long before you become a number, uh, regardless of how loyal you are and whatnot. And uh, during the 2008 downturn in, in Canada, we had an issue where, okay, everything, everybody's losing their jobs. So that's when I started looking into real estate. I uh, got into my very first class and go, went through that course, learned more about real estate. And before uh, we got, before real estate kind of career kind of exploded, I also realized I was missing something else, the, the business side of real estate. I knew all the numbers, I could do all that as an engineer, but I was missing that relationship, missing that um, business aspect of how to make real estate work. And that's when I found a business coach and a real estate coach, worked through all that kind of stuff, been able to really explode our real estate portfolio. And then from there, started to write a few books um, on real estate, on mindset, and then from there, I uh, did some more speaking engagements and then into coaching. So that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Awesome. That, that's just a, a great portfolio of, of achievements. And um, I love it how you sort of, you know, moved on from the business world and, and you've, you know, you've done different things. And I think a really important component of that is like the coaching, like you said, getting coaches, they're so important um, in whatever it is, whether it's business, whether it's property, whether it's, you know, mindset or other areas, um, you know, that really helps us um, to, to get there quicker and, um, you know, to, to, make things aware to us that you know we're not aware of so uh, that's the funny thing is like lots of people don't realize they need a, a coach in business and for some reason they understand they need coaches in let's say uh, music or coaches in athletics or coaches in all these other things but for some reason when it comes to like their mind mindset and when it comes to their business they go no i can do it myself <laughs> Yeah. And, and you wonder why the statistics is like, you know, 3% of businesses, you know, succeed, um, you know, and, and it, it's because of that reason. It's that there's a lot of, you know, components, a lot of fundamentals of business. And, and, and then there's the mindset component. Like you can have all these business skills, but if you've got all these blocks and limiting beliefs and things as well, then that can affect you. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's the real key reason. So not only, do you clear those blocks and you get the strategies and things, but it's, it's also a shortcut, right? Because, you know, failure is a good thing that we learn, right? In business, because that helps yeah. us 
to learn and to keep growing. We've got that mindset to keep going when we fail. And, but if you can learn from other people's failures from the business, you know, coaches and mentors and other people, you're just going to get there quicker. You don't have to make those failures yourself. Um, Instead of taking 10 years, it could take you one, three years, whatever it is, because you know, time is the most precious resource. And um, you know, I'm sure not everyone wants to work till they're a hundred. You know, at the same time, we want to do things that we love, but also um, being able to, you know, get to where we want to be quicker as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. And so, you know, following the engineering, your journey started in property. So what types of success and how have you helped people there? Well, I've been helping other people find either their first homes, how to, how to buy a, a proper home for, for themselves, how to negotiate it, um, how to find it in the right areas, how to find and understand the market. Uh, or if they wanted to go, hey, I, we want to buy our first home, but potentially we're going to move out somewhere else. Uh, how do we make their, their, that first home potentially an asset where they can use it as a rental property later? So then where do you look for those type of properties? Uh, how should it be set up so that it will become a good rental property for you in the future? Run all those numbers and whatnot. Um, and then also for some people who wants to expand on how to get more than two, three, four properties. Because a lot of people think that, oh, once you get four or five properties, you're shut down. There, no bank's going to lend to you. Well, that's not very true because I have a lot more than five properties and I'm able to make it work. So it's just a matter of how do you strategically plan on building your real estate portfolio and then talking to the right people to get it done. Yeah, definitely. That, that's really important. Um, a lot of people think, uh, you know, they've got the old school mentality of the parents of like, oh, you just buy a property and then that's it. I just pay it off. Whereas that's not really going to, you know, set you up, um, you know, for wealth and, and it, it's not, you know, just to be wealthy and to be rich, but you, you want to have the freedom and the cash flow to be able to, you know, so you don't have to, you know, work for the rest of your life, um, you know, and, and everything else like that. So property is a really good vehicle. So that's, that's really awesome. Um, but it also opens up a whole lot more opportunities for you and options, right? So for instance, if you have one property and you've been like, you've been building that property up for, for a good four or five years, then all of a sudden you have this asset that you could potentially leverage off of, get a line of credit, borrow some money off of it, and you could do something else. If you didn't have that to begin with, then yeah, you're, you're stuck. You're, you're stuck with either borrowing more money from the bank or asking people to, to work with you, whatnot. But now you have an asset that grows in value or grows with regards to appreciation or uh, mortgage pay down or whatever it is. And you can access those funds and do something else. So it opens up a whole lot more options for you to consider. Yeah, that's so true. And, and I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're always open to opportunity. And, and a lot of people don't really think like that. It's normal people, right? And, and it's really important because how can you leverage your assets, whether it's your business, whether it's property, whether it's other, other people, you know, and, and the connections that they have is really important. And once you open your mind up to that, it's amazing, like the opportunities that come your way and you start to sort of put dots together and go, okay, well, I can use this for that. And then, you know, connect this person, to this person, or I can do this deal. And um, yeah, it, it's really amazing how that, yeah goes with so it comes down to leveraging your your mind too right uh coming up with creative strategies how do you connect one thing to another uh one example i have with regards to real estate is uh, i had my mortgage broker give me a call and she goes hey are you interested in a fourplex i'm like of course all the time and then uh, she went through the details and all that kind of stuff but at the time i didn't have enough liquid liquid cash to go hey let's get this done but i knew i had uh, a, a good credit i could qualify for mortgage and whatnot so 
in my mind, I go, hey, wait a minute. Let me ask a few more questions before I shut this completely down. And I go, I know that you're going to be calling down your list and all the people that you, you know and see if they're interested. So if you find somebody who can actually come up with cash and, and want to partner on, on it, hey, let me know because I can work with them on it if they're open to it. Then that question actually led to another question that is, wait a minute, who's, who's actually selling this property? And she goes, well, it's her parents. I'm like, hey, how about this? Ask your parents if they want to do a vendor take back and become a partner in this property. So in the end, I got the property, a fourplex with no money down. So they became part of the project. Um, they're, they're part owners of it. And then we have a joint venture agreement done together. And yeah, it's, I manage the place. I have a fourplex and it's been working very well. So it's leveraging your mind, leveraging people, leveraging uh, your, your skill sets. So you're able to come up with different solutions without saying, hey, no, I can't do it. Well, always ask, what if I can't do it? How do I get it done? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and, you know, I guess leveraging the mind, like you said, is really important. Um, you know, doing that and how can I make that happen? And that sort of leads into that, um, you know, peak potential um, elements. And, and so a lot of people sort of, I guess, see it a bit different of that term. So, you know, in, in your eyes, what does peak potential mean to you? Well, personally, I believe that your peak potential is something that's always growing, something that's always just a little bit out of reach because once you reach your peak potential, guess what? You have more, uh, you have more experience, you have more knowledge, you have more skill sets that raises that bar a little bit more. So the thing is when I say, hey, I help people unlock the potentials, it's really to go, hey, I'm gonna challenge people with regards to what they would like to do, what their goals are, and then suggest different types of challenges so that they can go, hey, this is possible. I can do this. I can write a book. I can go and buy rental properties. Whereas beforehand, they didn't think that was possible. And they just block out their minds saying, that's not doable. But when they work with me, I go, okay, now I know you think this way, but how about, let's th think about it a little bit differently. What if we did this, this, and this? Do you think you're able to buy that first rental property? Okay, what if we break everything down do you think it's possible for you to actually write that book? And all of a sudden they go, yeah, I can do that. I can reach that goal. I can reach that potential. And then once we hit that mark, I'm like, okay, there's something else you can think about. And we keep on raising the bar. Yeah, now that's awesome. And yeah, a lot of people, we have a you know <clears throat> standard ceiling, I guess, on, on what we can achieve. And we need um, somebody to push us sometimes to really go okay this is what you can do and especially someone that's already achieved it right because then you know it's possible it's like listen i've done this this is what you can do this is the best way to do it and then i'm going to you know push you to make it happen and you know give them the certainty that they can actually do it and then the other key element of obviously as you know of coaching is accountability um so yeah. that's that's massive because a lot of the time people say they're going to do things, but then they, they put them off, they get busy and all these things. But, um, you know, statistics show that if you've got a coach and, you know, you're paying them and everything for it, your chances of success of doing that is like close to 90%. Um, right. like massive. Um, so it's, yeah. it's, uh, you go. I, I actually uh, take it on, on a little bit farther and go, okay, you're already paying me, but guess what? If, what, what is that award or that consequence if you don't get this done and they come up with either different uh, reasonings or different different uh, ideas as to what would even motivate them more so I have a client that goes you know what uh, I want to do I want to do 30 videos a week and then also do uh, two chapters of my book and if I don't get this done 
I'll pay you an additional $200 every week if I don't get it done. I'm like, okay, you set it up. I'll hold you accountable to it. I'm like, it's fine with me. Um, I have other clients who go, well, I'm going to take my vacation day every single week that I don't get my, my book done. And I hate taking vacation days to not go on vacation. So that's motivation for me. I'm like, that's fine. You set it up. I'll hold you accountable. So always find out what is that, that award or that consequence that will also push them forward to be even more motivated. And consequences are good. Uh, sometimes motivation is better where they go, they get an award for something that they want to, get to, to achieve. So whichever way works for that individual. Yeah, definitely. That, that's really awesome. And I like that you're asking them to do it. And um, everyone's got different buttons, like you said, towards the, the pleasure or the pain, so to speak, of things. And whether it's monetary or not, or whether it's, you know, not doing the things that they like doing. So I really love that. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing, um, you know, the performance you can get out of people and the results um, when they, they're like, oh, shit, I've got you know, I, I got this thing due tomorrow. I, you know, I've got a few hours. I've just got to get it done. Otherwise, this is going to happen. And then bang, you know, you keep doing that and it just compounds over time, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah. you know, and then, so I guess in terms of yourself, like obviously, you know, you'd be high peak performance. You're coaching people on that. So what types of, you know, rituals and strategies do you implement on yourself to ensure you, you stay at your peak performance? Well, I make sure that I mind feed all the time, learn something different all the time. And I ask, I always ask the question, why, why am I doing this? Why am I liking this? Why am I disliking this? I think that's one thing that really allowed me to um, expand my knowledge and as, expand my ability to talk to people and relate to people. Um, I'm, I'm a huge sucker for, for comics and uh, the DC's world and the Marvel world and, and all that kind of stuff. And as you know, lots of entrepreneurs go, well, you should stop watching TV. You can't go to movies. You can't do any of that stuff. So in my mind, like, but I like this stuff. How do I make this a teachable moment kind of thing, right? So there's a, a very big hit TV show called Flash, and I like watching that. So I start asking myself, why do I like this show so much? And then I started asking more questions of why are they so successful? Then I did some more research and I found out that within the writer's room, they have a, they have a requirement that each episode of the show needs to fulfill three ages. And that is humor, heart, and heroics. So something spectacular, something that tugs on your heartstrings, and something that's funny. Well, if that works for a TV show, how do I take that and implement it into my, my talks when I go up on stage? Am I saying something that's, that's spectacular? Am I saying something that, that pulls on people's heartstrings? Am I doing something that's funny? Well, if I am, then I'm succeeding. So you can always learn something from everywhere. And if you like something, like it, and then also ask yourself why you like it so much. And then the same thing goes with the other way. If you watch something, well, how come I hate this episode so much? Then you start asking that question. Then don't do that in your own business and don't do that in your own show. Um, so that's, that's what I like doing. Uh, that keeps me up to date. That keeps me motivated to, uh, to learn and, and achieve different goals. And then the other thing I, I really like doing is um, speed up the, the information that's coming into my head. So for instance, if I read a book, well, I will get the audio version of that book and I bump up the speed to two times and I'll just listen to it as I'm reading it, as I'm looking at the book at the same time. And you'll be finishing books a lot faster and I actually retain a lot more than I am if I sit there and actually read it. Uh, if there's something I have to go back, I could go back. It still saves me time. But because I'm receiving information faster, 
that allows me to speak faster, think faster. And also if things happen out of blue, I can react faster to something because I've trained my mind to react faster and receive information faster. So that's, that, those are two things I do all the time. Yeah, that's really awesome. And, um, you know, the first one's key about awareness, right? Is about why, why you're doing things, why you like things, why you don't like things. And that sort of always learning and improving mentality that you have, which is really amazing because a lot of people, you know, don't think like that. And that is definitely really important. It's like, um, you know, how, how can I improve? What are the key things here? You know, really awesome points. Um, and that's an interesting one about the, the two times audiobooks. I, I don't know if I've listened to an audiobook. It depends on the speaker as well, right? Some speakers like are really slow and you're like, I, I definitely need to speed this up, but other ones are, are a bit faster, but, but that makes sense. Um, you know, for videos too, right? So you can watch the, uh, uh, podcasts or videos a lot faster. And I'm not telling you to jack it up to 2.0 times right away, right? You can start off by one, 1.25, 1.5. Eventually, like my goal, is to get up to three times the speed <laughs> to save more time. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, well, like you said, it's incremental um, like that and um, just like growth in general, right? You, you can't just like go, um, like if someone, you know, wants to, you know, having a good morning routine and getting up really early, right, is, is a thing that a lot of successful entrepreneurs do. But if you're waking up at 7 a.m., starting to wake up at 4 a.m. the next day going forward is very challenging, right? Because you're not used <laughs> yeah. to it. Um, so you've got to gotta work your way up. But I like that, that working way up there. So, and, and I think, um, you know, a lot of us, we naturally have speed of thought and that's a really good thing to have in the moment. Um, like you said, um, you can brainstorm, you can come up with ideas and, and think on your feet. And, and that's a, a, a cool, interesting way of training yourself to actually do that. Um, so that's a, that's really awesome. I love that one. Fong, I'm going to have to try that. I'll, I'll let you know how I go with, with speeding those things up over time. And um, if I can get it close to three as well. So, so one thing it doesn't work very well with is with comedy because you know a lot of comedy is is timing so once they blow through the the punchline then it's no longer funny and and the other thing is when you do that a lot you're going to start finding out that your friends talk very very slow <laughs> you're going to sit there because like okay come on i want to hear more just just tell me why why are you why are you talking so slow so the what's very interesting is the fact that you're going to realize that entrepreneurs and people who are very motivated in what they do they naturally speak fast so, and, and that's the thing, because they're excited, they're, they're very motivated in what they do. So if you can receive information fast, you can actually talk to these people a lot faster too. So you save time. Yeah, definitely. I love it. It's all, it's all about maximizing our time. And yeah, I definitely normally speak fast as well. Sometimes I have to tell people that I'm um, just like, listen, I speak a little bit fast, um, you know, just to let people know, but you're right. You, you, you fit into those circles and um, yeah. And, and yeah, with friends, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, those, you sort of talk about your circles, right? If we talk about friends now for a minute is that, you know, the people you spend a lot of time with, you know, is who you become, as you know, right? The five people close to you or, you know, all of that. So, um, you know, if you're around entrepreneurial type people that lift you up, that make, make you want to grow and, you know, support you and, and, and are in that sort of moment and you're speaking fast, it's, um, it's amazing that it, it can help to foster that as well. Whereas, um, yeah, if you're around other people that are not on the same path or, um, you know, are not supporting you, that can also be to your detriment as well. Yeah. So it also gives you versatility, right? So if you, if you meet up with a potential client who is a little bit more slower when they speak, you can always adjust back down to speaking slower. 
but it's very difficult for you to adjust up to speak fast if you needed to, right? So the more options you have, the better. Yeah, no, I love that. Really awesome. Um, so yeah, you, you've spoken on stage in front of thousands of people multiple times in, in Canada and the US and as well as interviewing many very successful people. So tell us more about these achievements and, and your advice to people who want to go down a similar path. Well, it's, it's always a thrill to be able to speak in front of a lot of people. And the thing is, it's, for me, it's a lot of fun. I find it very engaging and I find it very exhilarating to be able to do that. Uh, back in my high school time, I actually competed in a lot of singing contests. So I was indirectly training for something I didn't even know I was going to be doing. So I, I guess that worked out very well for me. Um, but for instance, speaking on stage, when people say oh, you're going to be talking in front of 2,500 people or 4,000 people, the, the truth of the matter, matter is when you're up there, you don't feel like you're talking to that many people because all you can actually see is maybe the front four rows. Everything else is dark. So once you go up there, uh, once you get past that initial, let's say, 10, 20 seconds of so-called stage fright, then you should be able to just meld right into that whole role. Uh, my, my advice for anybody who's going up and, and speaking on stages or speaking in front of a whole group of people is, one, uh, the whole fright thing, the whole nervousness, it's all inside you. So most people can't even see that. Uh, once you go up there, act like you belong, you're there for a reason, and people is going to introduce you. If the introduction person is good, they will make you feel like a star. They're going to give you the credibility to go up there. So you're already the subject matter expert when you go up there. So that everybody's actually waiting for you to speak on something of value. So as long as you go up there and speak your mind, then you've already fulfilled that. How you feel, people won't see. And, and the other thing is, when you go up and speak, uh, lots of th people are saying, oh, I wish that was me kind of thing, right? So they're actually jealous of you uh, for, for not being able to do it. So in fact, you're, you're the person that's doing it anyway. So you should own up to it. Uh, never, ever tell people this is my very first time. Never, ever tell people that, you know what? I'm very nervous because once you say that, you give one, the audience, the reason to go, okay, yeah, that person messed up. Oh, they missed here. And then they go, oh, well, that's okay. And also indirectly gives you the excuse to justify why you didn't do well. So those are two things I highly recommend and just, just keep that in mind. And once you go up and speak, it gets a lot easier. Oh, and a, and a third little point is ask a, a series of questions, three questions once you start, because once you ask a question, you let the audience do some thinking, the pressure's off of you. By the time they respond back, raise their hand or something like that, you ask your second question and then your third question. By then, you've already settled into the environment and you're going to be a lot more comfortable after that. Yeah, I love that. They're really, really awesome points in that. And um, yeah, I completely agree with you that, um, you know, it's it's quite exhilarating, like speaking on stage. And I spoke um, like you would make a success in front of, you know, two and a half thousand people. And, um, you know, that was like on a big level, my, my first time in front of, you know, that many people, but I acted, you know, like you said, and I went in there, like, um, you know, I had the mindset. I'm like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to smash it out. You know, it's sort of, um, you know, good self-talk. It's not like, you know, I'm acting like I'm there, right. With the people on stage, you know, with very successful people there on stage as well. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, when, when you're there, um, 
when you breed that confidence and some people, if they, you know, I make myself a bit excited. Um, that's the way I sort of, I do for me. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, it's is awesome. And, um, you know, it happened to me a while ago when I, I did my first sort of speech when I was many years ago at my previous company and I'd never done a, like a speech in front of, you know, hundreds of people. And, um, I was, um, you know, I was running, I got appointed the, the sort of, um, CEO chief entertainment officer of the social club, um, wow. there, uh, just cause I was, you know, a very social person and, um, they wanted me to do a talk at their sort of quarterly, um, you know, meetings that they had and all the senior executives, you know, of all the different departments, the managing director, everyone would speak. Right. And yeah. they were like, oh, I'd be really good for you to promote it. No one's ever done this before. Right. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. You know, I'm, I'm always up for, for a challenge and I've never done anything like that before. And, you know, I just sort of, um, so sort of looked a bit of stuff up, you know, structured it, talk, talked a bit of my story and, you know, I got up there and I was really nervous, right? It was really my first speech a long time ago. And I just went up and just made myself really excited, brought the energy into it. And I had like at least a third of the audience, right? I reckon there was two, 300 people. So it was like 70 to hundred people. It was like so many people that came up to me and shook my hand after that and just said like, you know, I was falling asleep before you came on near the end. And then, you know, you came on and you just woke me up and it was amazing, you know? So, um, you know, not, not trying to discredit all, all the other people because they're probably just, um, doing, you know, standard things. But, um, I think that, that sort of emotion and the journey, like you said, whether it's asking questions, getting people involved, you know, telling stories, you know, where you can in, in, um, where you speak as well, or, or, or just providing value to people that really connects to people is really important on that as yep. well. So, um, yeah, it's really awesome. Um, so, um, yeah, so in terms of, um, you know, like business strategies, right? So you're obviously, you focus on those areas as well. So, so what areas do you help them on? And, 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 you know, which do you think is the most important? I think one of the most important things that you think about when it comes to having a, a, a business strategy is how do you do one thing and uh, how do you do two, three, four things at, at once, okay? It, can you do one thing that helps out with a whole bunch of different things? Uh, for example, um, I, I coach people in writing books for credibility. I coach people in building their podcasts. I coach people in coming up with branding, coming up with um, interview uh, scenarios and all that kind of stuff. And so how, how do you, how can you do all that together? People start thinking, well, I have to start this. I have to start that. I have to do this. Well, really, all you have to do is come up with, let's say if, if somebody wanted to do a podcast and they also wanted to write a book and they also wanted to do uh, videos for, for YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Well, you could do one thing that covers all three things all at once and also give you credibility in all three things. So how do you do that? Well, you structure your first three episodes for your podcast, uh, first, first 10 episodes of your podcast as something that has an overarching topic, right? If you do 10 minutes per episode, well, 10 minutes would actually equate to a chapter of a book after you transcribe it. So you can actually do a talk on your podcast, which you are actually doing a video of, post that onto your YouTube channel. You could extract that, post that onto your podcast, which is audio, then you can transcribe it and package it all up and it becomes your next book kind of thing, right? So it's, it comes down to efficiency and also how do you make everything congruent with each other? And building that strategy into your business is one of the first things I do for my clients. 
Yeah, I love that. Um, how you're mixing all that together and repurposing. It's, it's so important these days. Um, and, you know, you know, taking out micro content as well, you know, from certain things. If you've got these awesome podcasts, you know, that we do and, and videos, you can always take out little bits as well so people can get um, taste testers. I know you, you do that as well. And, um, yeah, writing the book, yeah, transcriptions, um, you know, um, rev.com was, was quite massive when it came out in terms of transcribing things, um, you know, automatically for people. And, um, you know, there's obviously other areas as well, but that's, um, I think you can speak three times the speed that you can write. Right. So, um, you know, if you just, you know, even speaking, like obviously do it in the podcast and everything like that, but if you want to add little bits or something, just yeah. speak it, record it. Right. And then, um, you know, that, cause you, you know, we get into flow as well when we speak. Um, in that way when we, we can get into that zone so that helps as well to get out you can always edit it you know in the words later but as long as you get the general gist of it yeah. I, I heard uh, there was a joke on Facebook recently I saw and the question was how do I how do I, how do I eliminate my ahs and ums and so's and ands and all that kind of stuff uh, they said well record it and once you get tired of and frustrated of editing them out you'll eventually reduce the amount of times you say as uh, a noun. I'm like, that sounds right. <laughs> I like that. I've, I, I think I've got to work on that a bit as well as, as a lot of people do, but that, that's a, it's a constant growth, right? We're not perfect. A lot of people think, oh, you, you know, I've got to do my podcast or I've got to do a video and or what if I say this or I do arms and that. It's like, it doesn't matter. You know, no one's perfect. Just give it a shot and we're just constant improvement, right? Um, yeah. Making that happen. So now that's, that's really and awesome. And the thing is, like, for, for a lot of people, I think it has to do with positioning yourself, right? So let's say if you wanted to start doing videos and doing podcasts and you're not, you're not, you're, you're too afraid of doing it because you don't, you don't think it's perfect. Well, put it out there into the universe and say, hey, I just took on this challenge. I would love to see your support. I would love to hear your comments. Uh, but this is going to be a challenge and I can, I'm very excited to do it. I'm going to do one video a week and it's going to start tomorrow. Well, once you put it out there, most likely, most of your friends that's on Facebook is going to go, hey, good job, go ahead, and all that kind of stuff. After a good, what, half a year, you'll be, you'll be, all, you'll be, you'll be all natural. You'll be fine. You'll be fun. That's right. I love that. It's, it's building that muscle, right, of doing things constantly, and then it just becomes, um, you know, you become competent, right, and confidence and everything like that in it. So it's, it's in whatever you do. Um, but, yeah, that, that video thing, that, um, which is awesome. So, and like if business owners, like, you know, entrepreneurs, if, if they feel a bit stressed or, you know, they're not at their full capacity, um, you know, what do you think they can do quickly to get them back to performing, um, you know, at their best as soon as possible? Well, I think when it comes to stress, whatever, if you think back to every achievement that you've ever uh, accomplished and, or anything that you've ever felt good on about, there was stress behind that to, to push it forward. So stress is always either good or bad, and it's your choice to, be, to, to label it as good stress or bad stress. How do you think about it from a perspective of, hey, I'm gonna use the stress as motivation. So for instance, during the, the COVID lockdown and lots of people losing their jobs, lots of people not able to, going, able to go to work or stay stuck at home, lots of people are going, well, this sucks. Um, it's not gonna, I'm going to wait for something to happen. I'm going to wait for the government to help out. I'm going to wait for my job to come back. Well, that's, that's a, a type of stress that you're labeling it as a bad stress. But if you go, hey, let's utilize this period of time where I'm stuck at home and I'm going to start learning more about podcasting or I'm going to start learning more about uh, writing books. Well, after that whole uh, 
that whole lockdown is lifted, then guess what? You're, you're a lot farther ahead than where you were before. So it's a matter of how do you look at that stress and use that stress as a motivation rather than something that's going to demotivate you. Um, the other thing I would suggest is have something that completely disrupts that, that momentum. So if you're feeling down, if you're feeling unmotivated, you know what, put on, put on some, some sneakers, go outside and go for a hard run. Put on some motivation music and then just go. By the time you come back, you're going to feel great because you've, you've got your heart pumping, you've got your mind going, and then that just disrupts that stress path. And then now you go, you know what, you have a better mindset. You can use that stress more as a, as a motivation now, and then you can start your, your day that way. Yeah, I really love those things. That, that's really awesome. Um, I think, yeah, putting yourself in a different environment, like you said, the, the stress patterns um, and, and the way you look at stress is really awesome as well. Um, a lot of people think it's a bad thing, but you're right. It's, um, there's a lot of good ways. And, um, you know, in these times, um, there, there's a lot of opportunity out there, right? And a lot of people might think, oh, I don't know what's going on and I'm just going to take, you know, the government checks and, and things to um, do that. Or it's like, how can I make this? Like, even if you've got a bricks and mortar business, you know, that that's got a shop front, it's like, how can I turn this online? How can I pivot my business? What other ways are doing things? Can I get into other businesses that I have skills in that, you know, is not necessarily the core business as well. Um, that's the way you've got to think in these times. Um, and you know, um, you know, like the Australian government, I know you're, you're in Canada, but, um, you know, the Australian government is giving a lot of good stuff to people, right? They're giving businesses, you know, helping to pay people, um, even giving businesses certain cash flow boosts. Um, but you know, you have to have a certain like decrease in revenue, but my revenue spiked. I was like, I'm going hard in this time, you know, and I was, I was busier than I've ever been because, you know, a lot of people sort of decrease, but if you just have the mindset going, I'll do whatever it takes, make it happen. You know, that's what you attract to yourself. Um, and that, that you know, the opportunities. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure sort of um, how it works in your world and, and what happened in, in the time for you. Oh yeah, for sure. Like for instance, uh, doing Zoom calls is one thing that really expanded my ability to, to connect with many different people. Uh, I never thought that I would have clients overseas or uh, working with partners overseas. I didn't think I was doing interviews with somebody overseas and here I am talking to you, right? So uh, this whole whole lockdown, it really expanded my ability to connect with people and build my, my podcast material, do different in interviews with different people. And then also allow me to um, more efficiently coach different clients as well. Um, they may or may not want to come out, so we do our coaching calls online. So it allows me to be more versatile. Uh, it allows me to be more effective with my time. So this, this period of time has been great for me. Like I've, I've done a lot more work than I've ever done before uh, because I could really focus my time on this stuff rather than the day-to-day the, the -day travel that we used to do. Yeah, I love that. So true. Completely agree with you on that. It's amazing that we feel sort of disconnected from people with lockdowns and things like that, but we're actually more connected than ever in another way. If you look at it with, you know, online and, and Zoom and everything else, just whichever way you look at it. I think that there's always a need for a bit of human connection. Um, you don't want to be by yourself for long, you know, for very long periods of time, but um, there's still ways to connect like this and do business. Um, yeah, which is awesome. So really great points there. Um, Fong and so I guess... I Sorry, like I also found that during this period of time, it actually spiked a lot of different creativities too, right? Like if you're watching on, like lots of people go, talk shows are done because they need an audience. 
Well, lots of people are doing th their talk shows still from their homes, but they're zooming in different people and they're singing, they're jamming, they have great music uh, coming in from multiple different Zoom calls. I mean, that's awesome. So how do you take that creativity and put it back into your business? And you can by doing, let's say, a whole bunch of people on a coaching call, right? So it's, it's really spiked up lots of different creativity that you, can, you never thought that you would be doing. Yeah. I love it. It's um, really helping everybody to think outside the box or throw the box away, as they say. Um, so, um, so what was your biggest failure and how did you overcome it? Well, I would say my biggest failure would be a not pushing forward on something I really want to do. Uh, not being open-minded with regards to what the trends are. Zoom calls are something that's been around for many, many years. And I've had a lot of people telling me, hey, you need to do Zoom. Hey, you need to do Zoom. And I'm like, no, no, no. That, that limiting belief in my head was that if I don't see that person face-to-face -face in person and have that engagement, I lose my, my quality. I lose that authenticity. So I never even looked into it. Well, sure enough, you have to do Zoom now. So uh, that's, that's something that I realized that I, need to be, I needed to be more open and more uh, engaging with different types of technology, different, uh, different trends, so that you're a little bit more relatable with stuff, right? So uh, that's something I learned uh, in, in, this, in this case. And um, yeah, uh, always listen to your coaches. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, trends are really important and, and definitely listen to coaches. So yeah, really great points there, Fong. And so we sort of touched on it, but you also have a podcast, you know, the peak potential success show along with a, a weekly video series, you know, make more mind bites on your YouTube channel. So please let, let everybody know more about them. Well, the make more mind bites actually started off as a, as a dare. <laughs> uh, I had, I, I was very afraid of speaking on video and posting stuff on video on online. And uh, I was part of a mastermind group at the time. And one person stood up and goes, well, if you do it, I'll do it. And then three other people stood up and, well, if you guys all do it, then I'll do it. Well, in the end, I was the only one that actually did it for a whole year. And when I talked to the person who challenged me, he goes, I just want to see if you wanted to do it. So I wasn't even going to do it in, in the first place. I'm like, okay, great. Well, thank you anyways. So it was just um, uh, the Mind Bites is something that every, every week I post a motivational comment or a little tidbit that allows you to either get motivated or apply to your business or apply to your mind so that you can uh, work on certain things throughout the week. And it's just a good two, three minutes or something like that. And then the podcast is on the Peak Potential Success Show, which I have right there. And really, I find that success is different for everybody. And Peak Potential is different for everybody as well. And it actually applies to many different industries and lots of different people. So I interview a lot of different people of different industries who are successful in their own right in those areas and have them tell their stories. So that allows me to connect with different people, different people from different uh, cultures, different backgrounds, different industries, so that they can relate to these different people and how they apply that kind of mindset into a business as well. So then one thing leads to another where, oh, I, I learned a little bit from this person. Maybe I can learn something from this person as well. So that's why I have so many diverse uh, types of topics and different types of people and for them to share their stories. 
Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, the, the, I think the little mind bites is a really cool thing because some people just want that, you know, few minutes of, um, you know, a bit of motivation and, and value, which is awesome. Um, and it's funny that that person, even though they, they didn't really want to do it, but they still made you accountable, right? By saying that you were going to do it, which is really important. So it was almost like having a coach, but without, you know, doing it there. So that, that's really awesome that you did it for a whole year, um, that you, you stuck to it. So that, that's, um, you know, really shows your character there which is amazing and um yeah your, your podcast um you know i've listened to it it is awesome um you, you're getting some really awesome people on there and asking some really great questions and and, and being very different so I, I definitely um you know invite everybody to to check it out um it is really awesome on there as well okay, so enough everybody's going to see uh, ethan on my show too so it's good it's just a matter of time that's it, man. You, you let me know whenever it is and uh, we'll make it happen, I'm sure. <laughs> Love it. Um, so you, with your partner, Jessica, you've also, you're also authors of uh, the Make More Work Less book series, which currently yeah. includes five books. So yeah, please let everybody know a bit more about you know, how this book series can help us. Well, the book series started off as something that um, I was tired of meeting up with people and explaining what I did because that took a good three, four hours. So instead of going into detail of everything, um, I decided to write a book on how do you build your financial foundation kind of thing, different strategies as how to uh, build that foundation, with, whether it's uh, using insurance, using real estate, using exempt markets or commodities or stocks, whatever it is. There's a little bit of everything in that first book so, and everything that I do for myself as well. So then after they finish reading that book, I can go, hey, which part of this actually really interested you? Let's focus on that. Um, then after you start writing one book, you start going, hey, I have more comments about this topic and that topic. So then I expanded onto a book with regards to real estate, how to find cash flow properties, uh, one on building a good power team, uh, one on actually effective communication, and then one on just mindset. Uh, in fact, I'm working on my, my sixth and seventh book as we speak. And uh, it's just something that, builds credibility and allows you to really speak about uh, things on stage. It gives you a good platform to start off with. And yeah, it's, it's something that I think everybody should do is, is write books. And if you're interested, I have a few books that I have in mind that you can take a look at. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. That's a really great point. So I completely agree that, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of writing my first proper book as well now. And, um, and I think, it's probably like one of those things once you write the first one you're like oh that wasn't that hard and then um it's like okay what else can i give in terms of value and and like you said it sort of comes naturally um in things like that so yeah that's a really awesome series definitely um be great to to learn more and um yeah implore people to uh to look at that um you know because there's a lot of value out there in books and learning from people you know that have achieved things on, on certain topics that um you know uh you know reach out to you that, that you want to learn in so that's really awesome. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we met at mega success in November where you actively sought out as many people as possible to connect and provide value where you could, uh, you know, your mission is to help people unlock their potential, you know, so they can achieve their own. Uh, I'm very grateful that I met you there and, and I look forward to working with you in the future and, and likely being on your podcast as well. Awesome. Same, likewise. Um, what, that's one of the best things about, conferences like mega success is you're able to network and build relationships with people who are like-minded who are driven who wants to grow and uh, and also wants to help and add value to other people as well like yourself so there's that 
that like-mindedness. We can we can chat, we can build something together, we can we can create something together, work together. And if you don't go to places like that, where where else are you going to find these people, right? So it's it's always something to surround yourself with those people, find those conferences, find those uh, webinars, and connect. Yeah, definitely. Um, you never know, you know, where it's going to lead to, right? You got to put yourself out there and um, just just go with the flow and and um, yeah, make it happen and 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 create those connections. So yeah, really love that, Fong. And so yeah, thank you very much for your time today, Fong. I'm sure many people have greatly benefited from your valuable wisdom. Um, so yeah, how can people find you and get in contact with you? Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on here. Uh, it's an honor and I love doing this stuff like this because I just love being able to connect with people. Uh, if people do want to reach out, uh, my my contact would be on my uh, my Facebook. You can find me there. You could go to my YouTube channel, which is Your Area TV. Uh, I have lots of great content on there. All my mind bites are on there. Uh, you could follow me on my, my podcast, The Peak Potential Success Show, or email me at fong.chua at yourarea.com. Awesome. Lovely, Fong. Well, thank you everyone for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. I completely agree with you, or do I? The only way you know is if you tune in next time. Until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. Have a great day.